Welcome to the 10-Minute MBA. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. On the 10-Minute MBA, I give you tools, tactics, strategies, and insights that you can use to start, scale, grow, and 10x your business. Let's get into it. All right, we are going into uh, the weekend, and I want to talk about something that hopefully you're going to take into your next week. It is one of the most important skills that you ever have to master. It is the number one thing that I don't know why, but everyone screws up. It's how to run meetings that don't suck. I hate meetings. I think they're a massive waste of time and energy and money. Meetings are boring. They're unproductive. A lot of them are really irrelevant. They suck life out of people and they make everyone lose focus and momentum and creativity. But I know sometimes you have to have a meeting. You have to communicate. You have to speak with your your clients, your partners, your employees, your investors, whatever. You have to collaborate on projects and you have to make decisions and solve problems. So we have to have some meetings. As much as I hate them, we have to have some of them. But how do you run meetings that don't suck? How do you make them effective, efficient, enjoyable? How do you make them worth your time and theirs? So let's get into it. This is how to run meetings that don't suck. First point, stop having meetings for no reason. One of the biggest killers of productivity in any business is having too many meetings. Meetings that are unnecessary, boring, unproductive, Meetings that suck the life out of you and your team. And you know what I'm talking about because you've been there. You've been invited to a meeting that had nothing to do with your role, your goals, or it could have been an email, right? You sat through this meeting that dragged on for hours without any clear agenda or outcome. You left the meeting feeling more confused and frustrated. Does that sound familiar? If so, you need to stop having meetings for no reason. Before scheduling a meeting, ask yourself if you can achieve your goal through other means. Email phone call, chat, text, Slack, whatever. Only hold a meeting if you need to discuss something complex, collaborate on a project, make a decision, or solve a problem. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time and everyone else's. Think about it. How much more could you get done if you spent less time in meetings and more time doing actual work? How much more value could you create for your customers and your business? A lot more. That's why you need to start being smart about when and why you have meetings. And when you do have them, make sure they're focused, short, and actionable. That's how you make your meetings work for you instead of against you. Second point, don't invite people that don't need to be there. Listen, everybody wants to be inclusive and make everyone feel important, but you're not doing anyone a favor by inviting them to a meeting they don't need to be at. You're just wasting everyone's time. Think about it. You've been in a meeting before where half the people were just checking their phones, zoning out, interrupting with irrelevant questions. How productive was that meeting? How much value did it bring to your business? And the answer is probably not that much if you actually have a hard conversation with yourself. That's why you need to be ruthless about who you invite to your meetings. You include people who have a stake in the outcome, who can contribute to the discussion, or need to be informed of the result. This will help you avoid wasting time and resources and keep everyone engaged. Trust me, your team will thank you for it. They'll appreciate that you respect their time and their expertise. And... As a total aside, they will be more focused and motivated when they do attend a meeting that matters. The next time you're scheduling a meeting, ask yourself, who really needs to be here? Who can I leave out? You'll be amazed at how much more efficient and effective your meetings will become. Next point, have a clear agenda or don't have a meeting at all. One of the biggest mistakes you can make when having a meeting is not having a clear agenda. A clear agenda is essential for running an effective meeting. It should outline the purpose, the goals, the objectives, the topics, the timeframes, the roles, and the expectations of the meeting. Without an agenda, 
You're setting yourself up for failure. You're inviting chaos and confusion and distraction. And you're wasting your time and everyone else's and you don't want that. You want to have meetings that are productive and focused and valuable. Meetings that move your business forward. That's why you need to have a clear agenda for every single meeting you hold. And not just any agenda. A well-defined agenda that covers everything you need to discuss and nothing you don't. An agenda that sets the tone and direction for the meeting and that keeps everyone on track and accountable. But having an agenda is not just enough. You also have to share it with your participants in advance and during the meeting so that they can prepare and follow along. This helps them understand what's expected of them and what they can expect from you. It will also help them stay engaged and contribute to the discussion. So next time you're in a meeting, ask yourself, what's my agenda? How can I communicate it clearly with my team or my partners or whoever's on the meeting? If you can't answer these questions, don't have the meeting. But if you can, go ahead, have a killer meeting that gets shit done. Next point, come up with a schedule. And one of the most crucial things you need to do before any meeting, you need to have a clear vision of what you want to accomplish and how much time you have to do it. Don't be one of those people who just wings it and hopes for the best. That's not how you win in business or in life. You need to be prepared and organized and respectful of your own time and the time of others. Use a timer or a clock to track your progress. Stick to your schedule like your life depends on it. If you run into something that requires more discussion or action, don't panic or ignore it. Just ask for permission from your participants to reschedule it for another meeting. This will show them that you value their input and their time and that you're not afraid to tackle the hard stuff. Trust me, this will make a huge difference in how they perceive you and how you and how they respond to you uh, in that meeting and just as a leader or as a peer. Next point, share plans for big ideas ahead of time. Look, everyone has big ideas and you want to share them with the world, but don't make the mistake of dropping them on your team or your clients without giving them a heads up. That's a recipe for disaster. You need to be smart and strategic about how you present your ideas and proposals. Don't surprise them with it last minute and expect them to love it or agree with it. Instead, share it with them beforehand so they can review it and come up with questions or comments. This will help avoid confusion and resistance and make your meeting more productive. It will also show them that you respect their opinions and their time and that you're not just trying to push your agenda on them. Trust me, this will also make a huge difference and how they perceive and how they respond to you. Next point, set a positive and productive tone. So you're the leader of the meeting. You have to set an example for everyone else. You gotta create a vibe that makes people wanna work with you, not against you. So use positive reinforcement. This means you have to celebrate wins, big and small. You have to acknowledge people's efforts and achievements, not just focus on their mistakes or weaknesses. You have to make them feel valued and appreciated for what they bring to the table. This goes a long way when you're building rapport and loyalty. You have to encourage participation. That means you have to ask questions, listen actively, give feedback. You have to make sure everyone has a voice and a chance to contribute. Foster a culture of collaboration and creativity. Don't be a dictator or a micromanager. Be a facilitator and an enabler. And then be respective and supportive of different opinions. That means you have to be open-minded, curious, and humble. You have to welcome diversity, diverse perspectives, constructive criticism. You have to embrace disagreement as an opportunity for learning or growth. Don't be defensive. Don't be dismissive. You're there to learn, to collaborate. Be curious, be empathetic. Next point, consider people's strengths. So if you want to make your meeting more effective and enjoyable, then you have to leverage strengths of the participants. So play to the advantages of the person and make them shine. And maybe you can customize the meeting to fit their needs or their style. This is how you do it. 
you have to assign roles based on skills. That means you have to identify what each person in the meeting is good at and what they enjoy doing, and then delegate tasks that match their talents or passions. For example, uh, you can assign somebody who is good at organizing and leading as a facilitator for a larger meeting, of course, somebody who's good at taking notes and summarizing as a note taker, somebody who's good at keeping track of time uh, as a timekeeper. This will, in larger settings, make people feel more confident and motivated, and then also use different formats based on the preference of the individuals. So that means you have to vary the way you deliver information and solicit feedback. You have to use different methods that appeal to different learning styles and personalities. So for example, you could use presentations for those that like structure and clarity, discussions for those that like dialogue and debate, brainstorming sessions for those who like creativity and innovation. But you're going to understand your people and the people that are coming to the table and ask how they would like to interact. Very simple. Uh, and adapt their communication styles based on their profiles. That means you have to understand how they process information and express themselves. Tailor the message and the tone according to their sensory modalities. For example, uh, you can use visual aids for those that are visual learners, such as graphs, charts, images, auditory cues uh, for those who are auditory learners, if you want to include music or sound effects. Uh, kinesthetic activities for those who are kinesthetic learners, such as games or whatnot, depends on obviously the type of meeting you're trying to accomplish. But for larger team building activities, there's a variety of different things that you can actually do to make people that are involved feel more connected and understood. Next point, take notes, share minutes. So this is a must. One of the most important aspects of running an effective meeting is documenting what was discussed and decided. So keep record of what happens, what was agreed upon, what needs to be done next. You have to make sure everyone is on the same page and accountable for, the, for their actions. And how do you do that? Well, take notes yourself or delegate. Uh, that means you have to assign somebody who's good at writing and paying attention as a note taker a couple tools that actually allow you, especially in virtual environments, to take notes automatically. Um, but you want to capture key points, action items, responsibilities, deadlines, follow-up steps. Make sure they don't miss anything important or write anything inaccurate. This will save you a lot of time and trouble later, especially when there's a lot of people there. Uh, share your notes and minutes with all participants and stakeholders. That means you send them an email or a message with your notes or minutes as soon as possible after the meeting. You have to make sure they receive it and they read it and ask them for feedback or confirmation if needed. This will improve communication and alignment. And then store your notes somewhere accessible. So this means you have a tool or a platform that allows you to stay organized, store your notes or minutes super easily, very securely. And you have to make sure they're searchable and retrievable by anybody who needs them because this will, again, help with uh, moving the needle on whatever it is you're trying to collaborate or decide upon. Um, a few other things that, or one other thing that could help um, it depends on the size of the meeting, but if possible, have someone else help you with it. Have a co-host, have a facilitator. If it's going to turn into a webinar style, for example, or if it's just like a larger company meeting, all hands, um, this helps you with you know setting up the technology, monitoring the chat if there is a chat and you have 100 people on, keeping track of time, resolving issues. Um, this can help you focus on leading the content and engaging as opposed to all the other stuff that's just distracting. And lastly, end with clear next steps. This is crucial. So. You have a meeting, you have to have a clear outcome and impact on your work or project, and you need it to end with clear next steps for everyone involved. So you have to make sure that everybody knows what they have to do and when they have to do it by. You have to make sure that everybody is accountable and committed to their actions. And how do you do that? Okay, a few things. Uh, summarize what was accomplished in the meeting and what needs to be done next. So you recap main points, decisions, outcomes. You have to highlight the key takeaways and learnings from the meeting. You have to state the goals and objectives for the next meeting or phase of work. This will help everyone remember and focus. 
You have to assign tasks and responsibilities to specific people and set deadlines for completion. This means you have to break down the work into manageable chunks and assign them to individuals or teams based on their skills or availability and make sure it's realistic and measurable deadlines are set for each task. And then communicate expectations clearly, confirm the understanding. This increases efficiency and quality of work. And then lastly, ask for feedback or questions from everyone and thank them for their time, their contribution. It means you invite them to share their thoughts or opinions, concerns, whatever it is about the meeting or the work. And you have to listen actively and respectively, then address the issues, the doubts, and thank them sincerely for their participation and input. This will boost morale and trust and make sure everyone's on the same page and you have to allocate time for this. So I hope that was helpful. There's a lot of different tips in here that will help you with meetings of various sizes, but just keep these things top of mind. In a world of virtual, this is even more important uh, because we can be stuck on meetings all day, every day that drag on forever. So whether or not it's in-person, in-office, or virtual, they're just really, really great tips to make sure that your meetings don't suck. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you got some value out of that. Make sure you come back tomorrow for another business lesson on the 10-Minute MBA.